Blog Talk Radio. Trying to convince black people that they're less than what they are, and some of us fall for that bullshit. 
But anyway, I knew he was going to get a guilty plea because people are tired of it. Too much interracial stuff going on and all kind of jazz happening that they had to do this here in order to get a fresh start in some respect. That's all I got to say on that. Okay. Okay. That was an earful. But uh, my thing, I thought it was going to be the lesser of the charges, the manslaughter. And also I thought that the um, judge was going to take over the verdict. You know, a lot of times um, they dismiss the jury, thanks for your service, and um, the judge, he ends up making the final decision. So um, that's how I thought it was going to end, but it was very interesting to see that. Um, yeah, so. And um, also another point, uh, the, uh, one of the alternate jurors, which is a white female, she's probably in her 40s or something, she was wishing and hoping she was on that jury. So my thing is, you wishing and hoping, um, what, you might have turned it upside down. Hey, things might have been a little different. And she she seemed yeah, like she was a little that shocked was that, yeah, she seemed like she was shocked that the outcome came out to that, though. But uh, that's my opinion on it. Mm-hmm. Well, I honestly thought we were going to get one guilty and he would get away mm-hmm. with the other two. I figured they were going to at least throw us a bone and say, all right, mm-hmm. we'll give him maybe the lesser of the charges mm-hmm. and maybe the manslaughter charge or something like that. And the other two were going to be, you know, dismissed or whatever the terminology is. I did mm-hmm. not expect all three guilty. Yeah, well, we kind of fall out of that because, you know, we we, we fell for that okey-doke too much, and I think that it's come time to, you know, because they're reckless, you know. They're so reckless anymore that, and and people are really beginning to unify when, when it comes to their protesters and how they feel about stuff, and they're they're you know they're uh, squeeze plant stuff. I mean, back during the time of you know of uh, Trayvon Martin and stuff like that, you know they, you know we were looking at it with with bated breath where we knew that something could go wrong, and, and sure enough it did. Mm-hmm. But then you got George Zimmerman walking around town with his fat ass. He didn't know what to do. You know, his life has changed. Don't think he's living a life of Raleigh somewhere. You know what I mean? He's probably in mm-hmm. Iowa somewhere, living up on a damn mountain somewhere. You know what I mean? Making knives out of wooden sticks or something. You know, you'd be surprised where these people are. You know, the cop that shot Michael Brown over there in uh, Missouri, you know, who knows what he's doing or where he's at, you know? Yeah. The cop that, that killed Sandra Bland in the prison cell. Who knows where he is, you know? I mean, because they mm-hmm. have to go somewhere where they're like, they got to go to South Dakota, Iowa, Montana. You know what I'm saying? They'd be on the first thing smoking because they sure not going to walk through downtown Chicago. I mean, that's a mm-hmm. done deal. That's all over. They can't even do that no more, even for their own. Because if you have any kind of conscience in your life, even the lady that, that shot the guy that didn't, you know, that, that claimed she had a taser, mm-hmm. she knows she shot herself in the foot. Same with the woman that killed the guy that was that was in his own apartment. She came in his apartment. Oh, yeah. You know, they mm-hmm. do reckless stuff. They do reckless shit, and it's just like they get this alibi. Mm-hmm. Now they want to turn on their white power, and they want to use the, the police chief, and everybody can go down with them, the uh, medical examiner. Anybody that has anything to do with that case gets turned on to that situation, especially Sandra Bland. My goodness, the, the medical examiner, everybody was on that bullshit. Yeah, they you know had I mean? to be. I mean, it's just, you know. Mm-hmm. That's was, one I'll never believe. Yeah, I mean. She did not kill herself. Mm-hmm. I'll Hell no. second. So, oh, and speaking of cops, from where they are now, that uh, cop that killed Rayshard Brooks in Atlanta, 
Now he's mm-hmm. trying to get his job back. So mm-hmm. he's, he's, he's got an attorney, and they're talking all this stuff about he didn't get proper whatever, proper yeah. investigation and some other some other bull. So now mm-hmm. he's trying to get his job back. How you going to uh-huh. walk back into the halls and get a job when you didn't? Oh, I don't yeah, you kill somebody. That's, well, that's why it's privilege right there, where you, you know. can just come in every day knowing you kill somebody, but you're going to go right back in the office, go in the refrigerator, use the microwave, and all the stuff you've been doing. Yeah, Give like nothing ever break. happened. Anyway. Mm. What? So, mm-hmm. Anyway. All right. I'm what fine. you got on the run- rundown, Kevin? Yeah, you're gonna... I just wanted to talk about that that Chauvin situation. Okay. okay. Yeah, we'll be we'll... Okay. All right. All right. Our hot topics tonight, besides the one we just talked about, um, a black Kansas City firefighter faces discrimination and retaliation. Also, a new Oklahoma law protects drivers fleeing from riots who hit protesters. And House passing D.C. statehood bills that faces uphill battles in the Senate. As usual, our hidden and quitted headlines, Senate passes hate crime bill. Responding to wave and violence against Asian Americans. Also, Brett Favre isn't sure what Derek Chauvin deserves. Also, school apologizes for teaching slaves. Slaves came to America by choice. And an Iowa woman pleads guilty to mowing down kids. Also, our cocktail of the week is the Paper Plane cocktail. Also, with Papa and Papa Didi. Our weird news, of course, we have to lighten it up. At um, at this wedding, the bride and groom were the crashers. Also, woman mistakes nail glue for hit. I'm sorry, eye drops in middle of night horror, and flying turtle hits woman in the head. Okay, I'm just saying with red wine. Um, also, living for the city with Papa Didi, my Hollywood rapper, and the kiss the lips and the last word. So sit back, relax, get your favorite cocktail, and we'll be back with the hot topic. You're in the right place at the right time. It's the Pajama Party. www.apajamaparty.com Produced by DC Homegrown Entertainment. Don't just sit there yelling at the air. You've got an opinion? We want to hear it too. Dial 914-803-4306. That's 914-803-4306. Don't let us have all the fun by ourselves. We've got room for you at the pajama party. And remember, it's PJs only. No clothes allowed. Operators are standing by. Well, they're lounging on pillows, but they're waiting for your calls. So call us now. 914-803-4306. Now back to the crew and more of the pajama party. Oh, you want to throw pillows? All right, welcome back to the John Party. When you host Papa DDM here with Kettle. Hello. And red wine. Bonsoir, darling. Darling, darling. All right, I'm getting into these hot topics. Uh, I, I got this first one about this Kansas City firefighter who was, uh, well, the, the court in Kansas City determined that he had been discriminated against, surprise, surprise, and fired in retaliation triple surprise, right? And they're saying that it highlighted systemic racism in the fire department there in Kansas City. So the government there, 
was ordered to pay this brother, Giant Harris, more than $2.43 million in back pay and future pay and com- compensatory damages for his discrimination and retaliation claims. You go ahead, brother. Work that system. He said, hopefully now it shows them that you can't do people like this. you got to do your due diligence before you take somebody's livelihood away. So basically that was the gist of the story. Finally, somebody won, you know. They they called he called the people out on the stuff they were doing. They were discriminating against him, and when he called them out, they kicked him out. And said, "You know what? If you don't like it, leave." And they fired him. So, he went ahead, pressed charges, and the court said, "You know what? You're right." So now he got his 2.43 million. And I guess he'll be all right, but the former uh, the former fire chief, Mark Holland, testified uh, about how difficult it is to hire black firefighters because he believed African Americans are afraid of fire. Like, oh really? Oh, my God. Are you Where serious? did you get that bull crap from? Ooh. We come from the hottest continent on the planet. How you come up with that bull crap? They know it's like a book, you know. They they have they built us in their face. Oh basement. my goodness! He said he mm. believed that black folks were just afraid of fire. One document mm. showed a black firefighter was disciplined for making a complaint outside of the chain of command about the presence of a noose hanging in the fire station. Probably because mm. he went to his next in command, who did nothing, so he went above mm. his head, and then he was disciplined and retaliated against. So he went on to say, while we support an inclusive fire department, this case has highlighted concerns among some of our personnel that we have more work to do, you think? (laughs) So uh, they said they fired Harris for accusing him of double dipping when he was submitting his timesheets for seasonal work that he did at a summer youth camp for the Parks and Recreation Department while he was scheduled to work for the fire department. So you're doing volunteer work for the kids while you're on schedule to do your regular job, and they claim, oh, look, you're double dipping. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. any any little bull that they it's can try something. to catch him on. That's amazing. Yeah. It's, it's ridiculous. It's a lot of work. It's a lot of paying attention to something other than your own life. It's, it's, it's scary, actually. It's actually scary. Yeah. Me, well, his yeah. lawyers convinced the jury that it was all a bunch of hype and bull and that that mm-hmm. whole double-dipping thing was just a hyped-up pretext for them to fire him on. And mm-hmm. he said that um, most firefighters trade shifts back and forth and do different things like that. So that would explain why, on paper, it looked like he was in two places at the same time. If you trade shifts... Mm-hmm nobody changes it on the paper, then, yeah, it's going to look like you. And Anyway, I'm just glad the brother got his money. Yeah. I'm just sick I know of the game. Right. I'm glad I one of the brothers is at their own game. Yeah, I hope he changes his profession. Uh, don't even yeah, go on fire fighting. Yeah, really. I wouldn't even. <laughs> yeah. Once I got paid, I'd be up out of there. You can, yeah. Uh, my money, yeah. I'll go back and empty my locker. Cause, uh, yeah, later for them. <laughs> Scared of fire. Yeah. I ain't heard wow. any mess. Anyway. And this was in, where was this again? Kansas City? Uh, this was in Kansas City. Wow. Kansas City, Kansas. Mm, mm, mm. Wow. 
They haven't come up on the times, huh? They're still back in the times. Mm, mm, All mm. right. All right. Well, if you guys got any questions or comments, hit us up tonight, 914-803-4306. And press one. All right. All right. Um, what you got, girl? I guess this next one out of Oklahoma City. Here we go. <laughs> um, the governor, Kevin Stent, a new Oklahoma law protects drivers fleeing from a riot who hit protesters. Um, the governor, Stent, he signed a um, controversial bill that would grant civil and criminal immunity to drivers who unintentionally um, injure or kill protesters while driving away from a riot. The bill is just one of a handful of Republican-backed proposals introduced in the Oklahoma legislature this year aimed at cracking down on protests. This is the HB 1674, protects drivers who fear for their safety while fleeing from a riot, and also updates uh, state law to classifies the misdemeanor that unlawful um, obstruction of a road or highway. Yeah, that's pretty deep. So you say yeah, a person I, can, So it's really protecting that guy in Charlottesville that ran his car into mm-hmm. people, basically. Now, what if I go to a white riot and I mess around and hit me a couple people on the way out? Am I protected also? Or what is, it? is it a one-sided joint, or can I go to a little Klan riot, uh, rally? And bowl down a couple people myself and use the same law. Does that does that work for me? You know you um, can't. You know you can't do that, Papa. You know that. You know it's only one side. No, I'm just saying. I'm, I'm, just reading. I, 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 I'm reading the law. Yeah. I'm not. Re- I'm not. You know. I'm not interpreting. Well, if you're going to make it so specific that people want you to throw some blackness up in the joint, saying that mm-hmm. you know you're free if you if you run over top of black protesters, won't you be more specific if you mean specific? You know. I mean. I'm mm-hmm. Anyway. Right. Well, it, it, and let me just—it goes on to say, they are targeting groups of protesters who are just wanting to use their freedom of speech, passing bills that will intimidate them in the hopes of keeping um, people from using their First Amendment rights, passing bills that uh, decriminalize the murder of protesters, which is absolutely insane. So, uh, but it sounds yeah, like some it, insane song. James Bond, but, license to kill. Is right, that what we're right. doing now? That's what it sounds like, yeah. It's some crazy stuff. Yeah, license to kill. Isn't that what James Bond had? But I just, you know, for someone to take advantage of that, that would be very nasty to know that they're going to do that and then get away with it. I mean, that's very, that'd be very nasty. It the really fact that be. they even passed a law to allow the protection of people who drive into protesters. Well, I mean, the that's problematic in and of itself. The council's all mm-hmm. white. They're of a certain age. You know, they're of a certain mindset. And I just, sometimes it, it's, it's hard for me to believe that that blacks could live in, under these these conditions of their towns. I just, I, I don't get it. Maybe, <laughs> you know, maybe I, I'm a stone-cold northerner, you know, and, Harriet Tubman took people to the north to be free, you know what I mean? And I'll, I'll display her, her 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 picture on my wall and a plaque, you know, because mm-hmm. he knew that the north was free. But this stuff going on in different places in the Midwest and everything like that, these police stations and everything, and then blacks working there, but every day they go to work, they have to be, like, so intimidated in there. 
you know, their mindset and their their heart and all their emotional stuff is so stirred. Every these people must only live to be like fifty two, fifty three years old. With all the stress and anxiety. I was going to say the stress and all of that. Would yeah, I mean, wow. You know, it's just so, and then there's layers and layers of the racial stuff. And and the people that are, are holding the racial against you are just poor white trash and ain't got a pot to piss in when to throw it out of. But so, you know what? Unfortunately, mm-hmm. so many people who have gotten accustomed to living in those kind of environments, they're not even phased mm-hmm. by it. Those are the people yeah, that will right. see something that those of us mm-hmm. who are not used to it would be like, oh, my gosh, yeah. are you going to just allow that? And they'd be yeah. like, oh, baby, we don't worry about that stuff. Yeah, then I come in town, That's they call Mr. me a... Johnson. He's been a racist all his yeah, life. I yeah. don't pay him no mind. And they call you a city I'm slicker. like, what? But that city, then they'll talk about you being a city slicker, black folks. Yeah. We'll call you a city slicker because you come there and you yeah, got some rims on your car. Don't come down here starting no stuff. We're we comfortable. We, we all we, right. We, we all right down here. We comfortable. So, you know, take that stuff back yeah. to Philadelphia because, you know, we don't They don't roll. really mean it. They just say that kind yeah, of stuff. Yeah, yeah. Like, okay. Step infested ass. Mm-hmm. Anyway, I ain't going to go there. Mm. Anyway. Moving on. I tell you, I just feel like my, my big toe will never go on the other side of D.C. I'm straight and northern. My big-ass toe will never go on the other side of D.C. <laughs> but, uh, never. Anyway. I, I kind of an answer to your uh, question. It goes on to say critics of the um, of this bill say that the legislator is cracking down on protests following widespread of um, the Black Lives Matter and racial justice protests over the summer. So it also says they have also expressed concerns that the legislation would disappropriately harm people of color who sometimes feel as though, um, you know, us protesting is a way of um, advocating for our justice or, you know, the police misconduct. So, like you said, they're they, they trying to deter us. That's, that's that's the key thing probably for this bill, you know. Yeah. So it it, it, it it spells it out, black and white, <laughs> just like that. Laws for black, laws for white. So this ain't black. Okay. <laughs> Trying to keep the black folk in check, huh? All right. That's all. They've been doing it all our lives or whatever. Yeah. Sounds like a, sounds like a full-time job to me. I'm uh, for sure. sure. Anyway. Um, They're wearing me out. Go ahead. Yeah. What you got? Now, here, here's something that comes up all the time, and it seems to get shot down all the time. Uh, you know, D.C. is trying to become a statehood. You know, it's trying to become a state like anything else. You know, the 51st state. And I think, Yay. in my opinion, the main reason why this never could do it because the senators and the rich folks that have infiltrated, and I mean infiltrated D.C. big time, they don't want no new laws because they can roam and do what they want to do now. They can walk down at the harbor. They can do – see, when, when something becomes a statehood, it's going to bring new rules in the game. It's going to bring new flow. It's going to bring different now different departments, different situations. You know, now when you become a state, you got different laws that govern movement and govern everything. And right now, D.C.'s wide open. You know, it's free to roam. So you got these, you got congressmen that came down here from Montana back in 1975. They've been rolling in D.C. for years, mm-hmm. you know, and they brought their family and their staff family. And that's why you see all this stuff building and being knocked down. D.C.'s crazy, but the sad part about it, as, as, as God would have it, man, boy, I tell you, they're knocking down these buildings and doing all the gentrification, but, boy, have you seen the rats in D.C.? 
Have you seen have no, you seen the rat? I do not want to. Because see, when you go down deep like that, you're going into the holes, into the bowels of, uh, you know, some of the most vicious rodents. And once you take their 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 mm. their little capital, man, I mean, up in Northeast, around Florida Avenue, and all up around, Oof. you know, uh, what's that place called? Union Market. They got some good food in there, but boy, you sit around there on that bench long enough, and you will see a damn cat-sized rat oh. go right past you. And it's just, and it's all due to construction, and and when they build the National Harbor, you know, knocking all that down to make that, you know, and there's water and there's all kind of stuff, you know, there's rats that are up inside that. So anyway, I don't want to get on a rat. Let's get back to the DC bill. <laughs> okay, the bill for DC statehood passed the House today on a vote of a uh, 216 to 208, and uh, the head it heads to the, to the Senate now, where it has uh, 45 co-sponsors but an uphill battle in passing because the senators, they want to, you know, cruise and all them. They want to keep stuff just like it is. You know? mm-hmm. This is the second time the bill is passed in the House, and and uh, the first time was in 2019. And this time the measure has the uh, public support and the White House Office of Management and Budget, which announces support to uh, statehood this week for the first time. It's called H.R. 51. It would change the name uh, name of the city from uh, District of Columbia to Washington Douglas Commonwealth. What? Yeah, in honor of Frederick Douglass. Okay. Okay. And allow the portion of the city, including the U.S. Capitol, uh, the Supreme Court, the White House, and the Kennedy Center, to remain in a federal district called uh, called Capitol. That designated area would continue to be controlled by the Congress, was who's mandated the Constitution. You know, D.C. residents have been uh, participating in voting for things for years, and they, they're trying to, um, you know, Eleanor Holmes, Holmesby, who's the representative, she's trying for the umpteenth time to make this thing law. So uh, Norton, who was unable to vote due to D.C.'s non-state status, mm, her so her fellow lawmakers at Congress has a choice, okay? It, it can continue to exclude D.C. residents from the uh, democratic process, forcing them to watch from the sidelines, as Congress votes on federal federal and D.C. laws and things of this nature. So right now, you know, they're trying to uh, make it happen. Here's another thing, too, just like the situation with uh, uh, Derek Chauvin, where, you know, what's it going to be? How's it going to turn out? I mean, because right now they're but, – but this situation here, I think that some people just want to keep business as usual, especially that one guy, Solis, who is the uh, – I think he's the, the – Minority leader of the Senate. Now, now, mind you, Solis was the guy in the baseball field that got shot down the baseball field that the Senators play at, which is near the uh, Capitol. Mm-hmm. And a guy came in here and started shooting the politicians, and Solis, one of them, got shot. Now, everybody's praying for him to live and recover. And as soon as his ass recovered, he became the typical white bastard that he always was. Now, how the hell do you pull a bullet out of your ass and become an asshole? That's crazy. Don't you think that hot-ass bullet would humble you a little bit? But these motherfuckers, I tell you, <laughs> damn, what do we got to do to make these jokers humble? Every time I hear the name Solis, Ooh. I remember he was laying in the hospital. He got shot by the guy on the baseball field. Yeah. And now he's a big Trump supporter. He's, you know, he just tossed a bunch of, you know, right-wing stuff. It's a mess. I'm like, damn, didn't he just pull a bullet out of your ass? Crazy. Anyway. But best of luck on this situation. I uh, hope it comes to statehood. And, uh, yeah, I'm rooting for D.C. And, uh, no taxation without representation. 
Every get, every they what? get taxed up and down the wazoo. Mm-hmm. All right, well. Yeah. All right, mm-hmm. I didn't know they were going to change the name as part of that proposal. Yeah, apparently. What I was know. it called again? The, uh, something Douglas? It's gonna Washington be Douglas Commonwealth. Yeah, Washington Douglas Commonwealth. Okay. Wow. That's why they've been doing some um, construction over there on that particular bridge. They redid it. The um, Frederick Douglass Bridge over there by the stadium. So, hey. Oh. They're going to have ready. a big city uh-huh. moment. Yeah. Yeah, they said Frederick Douglass Bridge. Bridge over there on the eastern shore there. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Anyway. Yeah. We'll yeah, take a little CC good. break. And, uh, mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow. We'll take a little break and get back with the hit and quit headlines. All right. We'll be back on the other side of the break. See what Marvin got to say about it. Welcome back to John Party. We're your host, Papa Didi. I'm here with Kettle. Hello. And Red Wine. Bonsoir, darling. I tell you, they do make oh, me want to holler. Make you want to holler the way they do our life. I know. Why that's do, right. Why they do you us like it. that? Mm-mm. All right. Y'all ready to get me sitting quarters? Yeah, what you got? All right. Going back to the Senate. Uh, the Senate passed this hate crime bill responding to a wave of violence against Asian Americans. Um, they passed this legislation on Thursday targeting anti-Asian hate crimes after an um, uptick of incidents during the COVID-19 pandemic. Um, lawmakers approved it the measure 94 to 1. Who is the one asshole that said no? Uh, I I know who it is, and I can't think of his name. Hawley? I think his name is Hawley. Yeah, I got it. Senator Josh Howley or Hawley. He's a Republican from Missouri. Was the only member to oppose the bill. Um, The legislation introduced um, by Senator uh, Mazzie Hironi of Hawaii in March 
would direct the Department of Justice to expedite the review of hate crimes related to COVID-19 that were reported to law enforcement agencies and help them establish ways to report such incidents um, online and perform public outreach. Um, the bill would also direct the Attorney General and the Department of Health and Human Services to issue best, pra- best practices guidance on how to um, mitigate racially discriminatory language and describe the pandemic. Okay. Um, so, yeah. So the House Judiciary Committee, uh, meanwhile, marked up a similar version of the bill introduced by uh, Republican Grace Ming. Um, House Speaker Nancy Pelosi, that's our girl, said that it will receive a full vote. The House and the Senate will ultimately have to reconcile both bills so that they pass the same version that can then be signed by President Joe Biden. Yes, indeed. Here we go. That's what I'm talking about. All, All right, right. now. So that's, that's a good thing. Yep, yep, yep. yep, yep. It's, it's been too much of that going on. Yeah, so I guess you know, it just seems like this is the next group of people. I mean, we've always gone through some things as black folks, so now it's like the Asians, the Hispanics, they've gone through, you know, their troubles. So um, it, it's time for, you know, Congress and these legis- legislators to um, to take heed and, and open their eyes of what's going on in this world. So, yeah, but what's up, with the, what's up with the George Floyd anti-hate bill? Seems like they're sitting mm-hmm. on that. Now, I'm waiting to see when that hits uh, the full Senate. Is there going to be a pretty much a unanimous vote on that? Mm-hmm. Or is it just open season on black votes? Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. Mm-hmm. Over to you, Papa Didi. Great ones. Getting it in. Go ahead and quit them. <laughs> Getting it in. I'm okay. What you got uh-huh. for us, Papa I mean, I got my own opinion on that Asian thing myself, you know, and I just, Mm -hmm. I really don't think you can lump all the Asians in with one crowd, you know, because it's a lot of them from a lot of different regions, and there's a lot of them that are just straight assholes, and they run a lot of stuff, and they kick us black folks around every single day. They own laundromats. They own cleaners. They own everything that we got to deal with, and they seem to open up when we wake up, and they close when we go to sleep. So they open up in the neighborhoods from 11 a.m. in the morning to 4 o'clock in the damn morning. As soon as the black, black joker go to sleep is when an agent closes a Chinese restaurant. That is off the chain. Okay? <laughs> now, and that's been going on for years. And they've been making money out. You walk in the store, and they got an attitude all day. What do you want? What do you want? Yeah, I'm mocking them like a motherfucker. I don't care. I don't care. I mean, they got good Asians, you know, good people, good, decent people, and all. We run across them all the time. But there are some Asians out there that are fucking assholes. They're they're quick on the draw. They think they're Bruce Lee or some fucking body. Always ready to fight. Always ready to flex. You know, you say things are wrong. Well, you're trying to order some egg foo young. Say the wrong stuff, and they just go in at you. What do you want? What do you want? You want it? What do you want? What do you want? You know what I mean? They just beat your ass up. And it's not like you're going to haul off and hit them. Chances are you just walk out the store. But they're not that nice. You know? I mean, passing these bills, like they're the sacred race of people? Oh, please, give me a damn break. 
and I'm a man of a certain age, and I've been dealing with agents for a long. If you're going to group in agents, but you can't do it, like I said, because agents have such a huge different population. You got Filipinos, you got Vietnamese, you know, you got Japanese, South Korean, Chinese, you know, Maine. You got you got all kind. I mean, there's like at least fifteen, twenty different levels of Asian people. I mean, are we going on what the slanted eyes, or what are we going on the jet black hair? What are we going on? I don't understand. That bill is just too, it is too grand and protects every one of them when they, it needs to be broke down a little further because they don't even like each other like that. You know, I'm sure one group of Asians don't like another group of Asians. They don't, they ain't that damn, you know, don't get me wrong. I'm sorry. Kick me in the ass if you want to. I'm just speaking my mind. Anyway, let's get to another jerk off. This is Brett Favre. <laughs> Brett Favre, that joker. Oh, that's a jerk off. Brett Favre is a racist piece of shit, okay? He was a lousy-ass gunslinger when it came to the football. He won one Super Bowl years and years ago with the, with the uh, Green Bay Packers, and they put his racist ass in the Hall of Fame. He was even shocked when they called him for the Hall of Fame. Now, here's a man also, when he played for the New York Jets, he was messing around with one of the cheerleaders right in front of his wife. Now, his wife is up in the audience, and he's, down there messing with one of the cheerleaders, and I hit the news and everything. Brett Favre was a he, – he's an ignorant-ass person that, you know, that don't know his ass from a hole in the ground. And now he got a nerve to be going with, with this guy, you know, Derek Saban, like wondering why, why why would he be – you know, he's saying he's not sure what Derek Saban deserves. You know, he don't deserve to go to jail. Wouldn't have, you know, out of all people, you know, you kind of wonder who's who and what's what. And after a while, people do reveal themselves, you know. Like Maya Angelou said, when people show you who they are, believe it. Believe it. You know, Brett Favre, he's, uh, this was in uh, Minneapolis, days after the, um, the minute that sports had become uh, too political. Former Vikings quarterback, when well, he was with the Vikings, the Jets, the Packers, he was all over and just threw the ball like a maniac and never won anything but the one Super Bowl. Anyway, they're saying the former uh, Vikings quarterback and NFL Hall of Famer, Brett Favre, shared his thoughts on the guilty plea of uh, – of Derek Saban's trial, okay? Uh, you know, I find it hard to believe. Uh, I, I'm just saying. I'm not defending Derek Saban in any way. Now, he's got to talk like that because he's worked, he's played football around a bunch of Negroes his whole life, okay? Mm-hmm. So you got to watch what he's saying. You know, you're walking in, in, a, in an onion patch, so you got to be cool. So I find it hard to believe that he intentionally meant to kill George Floyd. Obviously, he didn't see the damn video, okay? Farb said that Wednesday, on the uh, he he has a podcast called Boiling with Farb. It's a podcast. That being said, Farb added that uh, Shaven's uh, actions were uncalled for. I know that, and it led in, it led to the video where we saw where his knee was on his neck. But the man the man had thrown in the towel by being uh, disobedient or something. That's some more crazy shit. So basically, anyway. he's saying it was Floyd's fault. It was Floyd's fault because he threw in the towel when he didn't obey the law from the beginning. Now, now, now this is a man that's been playing around black people his whole life. But see, it doesn't matter because as long as you have your privilege, it doesn't matter what you know where you've been. You could be around blacks all day, and where you stand is where you stand. And that's what we have to begin to realize about people. And we have to socialize with people, coworkers, and things like that. But we really have to realize that we look got to look at them with another grain of salt. You gotta look at him now with another, with the, you know, like Joe Madison said. You gotta look at him with the, the third eye, listen with the third ear, and see just where they are. 
You know, that way you can understand him and avoid him. I think the biggest thing that people back in the day, and I mean back in the day, our parents and grandparents, you know, I think the thing they appreciate about racism back in the day is that racist white folks told you who they were. That's you true. knew who they were. Nowadays, these jokers affront the game with you like you, and you end up biting them to a damn barbecue. And they racist as hell. They're sitting there checking out your whole situation and go back to the job and talk about you like a dog. And you done gave them all your good liquor and all your good beer, your good food. Mm-hmm. You shared jokes and laughter with them, and they go back and, ah, well, he does. That house is mediocre. You know, you'd be surprised. I just don't trust him. Anyway, Brett Favre, you know, just to cut this short, you know, he's a jerk off. He was a horrible football player. Now he had a nerd to come out of his mouth with that. Thank God he got his gold Hall of Fame jacket before he put his foot in his mouth. That's all I got to say. Okay? So that's it for Brett Favre. Okay. All right. Hey, Kettle. Kettle, before you go with yours, I have one more Mm -hmm. that I want to slip in. I could not let this one go. Racist Mm -hmm. Virginia cop that was planning evidence. I had to talk about this one. Due to corrupt police officer in Virginia, more than 400 convictions could get overturned because this officer is accused of making up reasons to pull over people and then plant drugs in the car. Now, according to something that broke in the Washington Post, prosecutors have found evidence that the the arresting cop was racist. Another surprise, right? The former police officer, former Jonathan Freitag, who's only 25 years old. How are you only 25 and you're doing dumb stuff like this and you already deep-seated racist? Yeah, well, just started young. Yeah has been accused of making up reasons to pull over people and plant drugs in their vehicles in Fairfax County, Virginia, right outside of the nation's capital. Fairfax is off the chain, boy. When you go the revelation there. of the Ooh. accusations against Freitag was divulged in court last Friday as defense attorneys for an ex-firefighter who was arrested by Freitag had been sentenced to three years in prison based on the cops' actions. So now his brother was locked up Anyway, let me go on. The police officer who's now under investigation has not yet been criminally charged. The former D.C. firefighter, that's this brother, Elon Wilson, is the only person who is still locked up due to Freitag's suspected misconduct. Both Wilson's defense attorneys and county prosecutors have argued for his release due to the allegations against Freitag. Wilson, who has faced a maximum sentence of 10 years in prison, but took a plea deal back in 2019 while maintaining his innocence, uh, has admitted that he probably uh, would be convicted based on the evidence presented. That's what he did with the plea deal. He admitted that he'd probably be convicted because I think when the guy stopped him for one reason, he ended up searching the car and he found some weapons and some drugs and stuff. Now, Elon says it wasn't his, but I think that's what everybody says. That ain't mine. So, anyway, uh, according to local radio station WTOP, a Virginia Circuit Court judge could throw out the conviction as he agreed with the defense attorneys and the Fairfax County top prosecutor that Freitag lied about the traffic stop, which was deemed to be racially biased. So, 
this guy, I mean, and once this happened and was exposed, they started going back, looking at some of his previous arrests, yeah. and that's how they yeah. concluded that there's like 400 freaking convic- convictions yeah. that Freitag made that probably are illegitimate. How are you going to pull somebody yeah. over and then search the vehicle, plant the drugs, and then say, oh, what's this? What is this, meth? Because what is you this? think you know okay. black, you think you know black people so well, and like you said, the sad part mm-hmm. about this guy was twenty five years old, twenty five years old, which means that he's been hating people, he's been hating for a long time. I mean, and, but see, you also got to look at the core of things. You got to look at his history, look at his his marital status and his situation with wives and children, women that kicked his ass to the curb. I mean, they're all messed up. They're they're destroyed because. People have found out about them and disassociated itself with him, so all he can do now is just be evil in his pain. Where you? Well, you, how about you go and redirect that evil to the people that hurt you? Well, Why you got to go out and attack black folks already, that are innocent and minding their own mother? He's already, he's already corrupted. But I'm just saying, mm. if you got a problem with people who did you dirty, then you need to go deal with those people. No, Why are you going to go out and say, let me go find some innocent black folk and jack them we're up? E- we're easy target. You know, we don't. Well, I'm putting him mm-hmm. on a kiss at this. All right, I'm going to turn it All over right. to you, Kettle. What you got? All right. Um, well, you guys going to get madder. <laughs> I'm going to talk about this story. Oh, boy. Who apologizes for teaching slaves came to America by choice? What kind of BS is this shit here? That's an elementary stop. school in upstate New York issued an apology. Now you're going to apologize after some fourth graders, fourth graders, come on now, mm-hmm. were wrongly taught that enslaved Africans came to America by choice. A teacher at Jefferson Rose Ooh. Elementary put, put, put that school on the, on the kids list and Pittsford used worksheets from an online resource called Classroom Nook during a lesson about slavery in January. The local school board had not approved the website as a source for educational material. So why would you use it? Okay. Um, Michael Perot, he's the superintendent of schools for Pittsburgh, he um, issued the apology on Tuesday. Why didn't the teacher issue the apology? Uh, the worksheet was about slavery in colonial America and asked four questions, one of which was, why did slaves come to America? It provided a fill-in-the-blank answer that read, as an exchange for the trip to America, African Americans agreed to work for colonists for years but then were kept as slaves. Okay, that's not true. What? Um, yeah. As if they had a mean, choice. That's what okay. I'm saying. See this misconception bullshit that they put in these damn workbooks. Um, the goal oh, say the worksheet was in no way an accurate depiction of slavery, really, during colonial times and was highly insensitive in tone. Um, it goes on to say we immediately met with the staff members involved in this lesson and have taken steps to remedy the situation. Uh, this will include a reteaching of the topic of slavery. Really? You think we're gonna go, we want to go back here again uh, during colonial oh times and removing this worksheet from the student note, notebooks while providing them with correct factual information on this subject? Kiss, kiss it, and kiss it again. How about that? 
Wow. Uh, so we're going to so put that. This teacher decided through. to go find her own material and tell the yep. kids, oh, the slaves agreed to be there and work for a certain number of years. Now, y'all fill in the blank. How many years did they agree to work for the colonists? Mm-hmm. They came here because they wanted to. Right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So they oh, didn't tell the, they, the teacher's name. So they mentioned the um, superintendent. So put the school and the superintendent on the kids list. So, uh, how, how old was yeah. the teacher? I'm curious about. No, it was just um, teaching fourth graders. That's how the teacher was now. What's the name of the school? Nope. I'm going to put them on the kiss it list. <laughs> Pitts Ford uh, Central um, School District. It's an elementary okay. school. Oh, uh, Jefferson okay. Road Elementary School. That's what it is. Jefferson Road Elementary. Uh-huh. Where's it? It's a teacher. It doesn't, doesn't say In it's upstate New York. Name. Mm-hmm. Jefferson Elementary yeah. School. Yep, 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 yep. So, if you guys got any questions or comments or anything that we're talking about, please chime in nine one four eight zero three four eight three zero six. And press and, one. And press one. Press one. I've got one. You want to be heard. Mm-hmm. All right, I got one last one for you, and then we're going to go to kettle with the cocktail of the week because we, we need, one need one after one. this. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, This one is out of Iowa. We don't usually get too many stories out of Iowa. But we've got Nicole Poole Franklin, who's 43 years old, has entered pleas in the Des Moines Federal Court on Wednesday regarding two separate hit and runs that go back to December of 2019. Franklin first intentionally mounted a curb in her SUV to target a 12-year-old black boy as he walked on the sidewalk around 345, injuring one of his legs. So she deliberately did this. She claimed that she believed the youngster was of Middle Eastern descent and that he was part of an Islamic State terrorist group. Lord help their lives. What is wrong with these people? Around 20 minutes later, Franklin continued her disturbing spree, mowing down 14-year-old Latina girl on the sidewalk, leaving her hospitalized with her injuries for a couple of days. Franklin told the cops she singled out the teen because she was Mexican. Mm-hmm. If there's something really wrong with these people. Yes, Over an hour after these attacks, the 43-year-old woman was arrested at a local gas station where, of course, she's yelling out racial slurs. She threw items at the clerk and at other customers. Then they said she suffers from schizophrenia and post-traumatic stress disorder. How convenient. Now she mm-hmm. got a mental problem. They gave her a nice little diagnosis right there on yeah. the spot. Well, she said she suffers from schizophrenia. I'm like, but you had the presence of mind to be able to explain what your m- malfunction was? You're a lying heifer. I would have locked her crazy butt up. Anyway, last year the judge ruled that she was mentally incompetent to stand trial. But but the decision was reversed, and uh, she's supposed to be facing some federal and state prosecution. So now she's facing up to life in prison if she's convicted of violating the U.S. Hate Crime Act. She also wow. pleaded guilty to two state charges of attempted murder earlier this week, 
which could bump her sentence up by another 25 years. Mm, 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 mm. Oh, my goodness. Put her on the kitchen list. That's all I can say. I'm going to leave that alone. Yeah, Nicole Franklin is running game. She's just a racist hater, and now she's trying to act like she got mental issues. No, you just got hate issues. That's what your problem is. Yeah, this this whole hate thing has gone to a different level. But they're killing people that have a misdemeanor warrant. You know, that's what's really strange. Hmm. But she went after children. A black boy and a Hispanic girl. It don't matter. You know, let me tell you something. Yeah. Oh, my God. She put that, when she took that thing off the tar mat and put it up on the curb, you know, he was wrong no matter what she hit. Even if she hit a damn dog, you know. Exactly. That car's supposed to stay on the, in the street. And um, you feel like you got the power to <sighs> go up on the curb and do anything, you know. But, but she she lived to talk about it, right? Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. Nobody shot her down like a dog in the street. Okay, mm-hmm. it's time for a cocktail. Yes, it Ooh. is. Ooh, we've gone through a lot. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Let's, let's, and a hell of a week. Get something to sip on. Um, tonight, the cocktail of the week, 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 is called a paper plane cocktail. Interesting name. Mm. This is an ideal um, aperitif. That means uh, an appetizer cocktail. Simply to make easy to drink. I bet it is. This makes two servings. One and a half ounces of Amaro. Um, Also, one and a half ounces of apparel. These are um, probably liqueurs. Um, One and a half ounces of bourbon. Hey, bourbon of your choice. It could be Knob Creek or uh, any bourbon of your choice. Um, one and a half ounces of fresh lemon juice strain. Um, so we're going to combine um, the Amaro, Apero, and the bourbon and the lemon juice in a cocktail shaker. Fill with ice and shake vigorously and fill outside of shaker. It's frosty. Hmm, about 20 seconds. That sounds delicious. Strain mm-hmm. into two coupe glasses. And uh, that's the paper plane cocktail. Ooh, that was wonderful. I need both of those. Mm. One for my left hand and one for my right hand. <laughs> yes. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you, Kevin. Mm-hmm. Cocktail of the Week is brought to you by DC Homegrown Entertainment. And you'll be able to find that by the weekend on the A Pajama Party website. Ooh la la. All right. We are going to take a quick break, and we're coming back with Papa Didi and What's Poppin'? You're listening to the Pajama Party Show. We'll be this right back. Papa Didi. You're listening to the Pajama Party on WPJP Blog Talk Radio. If you have something to add to the conversation, give us a call right now at 914-803-4306 and press 1 to be entered into the queue. I want to hear from the men. So call me. Papa Didi. Don't let kettle and red wines get you. Just call and talk to me. I got your back. Number again is 914-803-4306 or go to apajamaparty.com. I got to get back before they notice I was gone. So call me now. She's gonna dream. 
All right, welcome back to the John Party. I want to host Papa DM here with Kettle. Hello. And the red wine. Bonsoir, Papa Didi. Yo. What's poppin'? Uh, you know, just just all the stuff going in the world. Um, I want to send a shout out first of all to my man down in Philadelphia who celebrated his birthday tonight. I couldn't make it up there. I wanted to uh, get up there, but I was doing so much today it got away from me. Uh, childhood friend, nicknamed Toot, aka Rodney, and uh, just like to wish him a happy birthday and uh, many more, and stay strong, stay safe, you know. Stay black, you know. It is. Here's the tooth. <laughs> anyway, uh, I hope they had a good time down there tonight. Hopefully the weather was uh, friendly to them to celebrate like they need to. We all started to put a little age on us. So uh... Anyway, uh, the question nowadays is why are things turning out like they are these days? You know, it's just a big old why. I mean, when you just, when, from the time you wake up in the morning to the time you go to bed, you know, the news is so horrifying, and everybody is just the opposite of everything. The guy on Fox News, what's his name, uh, Sean Hannity? Oh, yeah. Oh, this man is crazy as a bed bug. <laughs> He's on there trying to justify the, you know, it seemed like, you know, what's so interesting is that when people want to do the exact opposite of what you believe, aren't they easily bullshitted? Couldn't you easily bullshit somebody that's always going to be the opposite of what you are? Couldn't you say something that they that's that they would agree with and then really not mean it? I mean, it, I, I just think that we as a people really don't have the time to get into their psyche like they like to get into our psyche because we obviously got better things to do, you know. But they want to the cops want to play us. They want to. They want to look at us on the road. They want to blame it on tenant windows. They want to, you know, I mean, I mean, I look at a tenant window sometimes, but I don't get scared out of my mind. But, you know, but they just, anything they feel like they can pull you over for, they want your undivided attention for that minute. And they want to see the fear in you to just, just compilate everything you got going on. And, and, and God forbid when you're there by yourself, you know, now you're in a dark highway and you dealing with this guy, they're looking all in your car and looking for this because they're assuming that you're, but how can you assume that anybody is anything worse than you are? I mean, young white boys is the most drug-using, disrespectful, meth, cooking meth in the garage jokers you ever want to meet in your life. I mean, every time I think about pills back in the day, I'm talking about the 70s, man. I mean, we may have smoked some chronic, you know, back in the day, but, man, white boys been popping pills and doing all kind of chemical stuff, and that's where the term, you know, Mickey's came from, you know, the blot of acid, which is on a, a big old board that you tear, and it fits on the tip of your finger like a watch battery, and you put it on your tongue, and about 15 minutes later, man, you like tripping, you know, and white folks was famous for this stuff, you know, quaaludes and Christmas trees and all kinds of pills and everything. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. It wasn't even about weed with them. They was all into the chemical shit. At least I remember that from, you know, my, my high school days, you know. White folks was high off a whole other product. 
and now they've got the nerve to come up now as they've gotten older and act like they're holding them down, especially when they get into politics, because in politics, you ain't got to apply for no job. You don't really need no interview. You know, you put yourself on the ballot. If you win, they pay you. They give you medical and all this stuff. I mean, look at all the people that's in Congress now that just don't even need to be there. You know, the young lady, those two that's ladies that are toting guns and all kinds. I mean, these are like, we don't want around. They got poor white trash and literally put them in Congress. You know, one of them just can't put her gun down. I mean, he lives by the gun, dies by the gun. I mean, don't get so comfortable with that gun because, my goodness, you know, you know, it has its purpose. You really can't suck on it. You know what I mean? The gun has its purpose, and it's not something you just want to be nurturing like it's a baby bottle. But they act like they, you know, it's just it's a, it's a mess. I'm just, I'm just asking why. Why is it such a mess? The different people, and then we talk, spoke on different age groups. People that are 25 and 30, these people haven't even, they haven't even tipped the iceberg yet. I mean, if you're 25 years old, you should be blessed now that you're still youthful. You still have all your, you know, everything is cool about you. You know, you still have every all your faculties, you know. Everything is in perspective. You have your health and all. You should be enjoying 25 and 30 instead of you rolling up on black people and trying to harass them and all that. and all. I mean, it's just amazing how... I just don't understand how people so young can be so corrupted and going after people that haven't done anything to you, and it just gets ugly. You know, the gentleman that shot the two people over here that he thought was stealing the car, they was up there doing some mischievous yeah. stuff, but this man just shot the gun right across the and He was an Asian guy, more or less. You know, he had he, he looked like he had an Asian nature about him, but he claimed yeah, he was an off-duty cop, Pentagon cop or something, and then they showed old footage where he pointed a gun at a homeless woman in the lobby of where he lived. He brought a mm-hmm. shotgun down and pointed at her. I'm like, man, what is your problem? But like I said before, you got to look back at their life, at their ex-wife and their children. They've lost their wife. They've lost custody of their children. And these motherfuckers are mad. They are mad at the world because they were they were racist assholes. They convinced this woman to marry them, and soon as she found different literature and all kind of stuff, you know, she pulled up. And now they're mad as hell, taking out on anybody because their life is ruined. That They feel, I mean, they can always rehab and get themselves better, but now nah, they'd rather go around and just be destructive. And they put on a uniform and a badge and a gun and all this authority as a police Ooh, officer, mercy. and they're corrupted in the damn head. Whew, boy, the shit we got to contend with. Who is interviewing these people? Who is who is vetting these people? You know, who is really doing background checks on the people? We putting background checks on the guns. We need background checks on the damn people. Because these jokers coming straight from the Gulf War with PTSD and going straight into the police department. Still, still thinking about, you know, different bombs blowing up. And, you know, any traumatic situation you live through in your life is going to be on your mind. No matter whether it was gang war back in the day and, you know, the stuff you've seen from gang wars or whatever you do and you have done, it's on your mind in some respect. But if you went all the way over to Iraq and Iran and you listen to bombs all night long and now you're a police officer, it's some crazy stuff. So I just want to end it by saying, look, I don't know why, but there's a lot of people that's in position these days that really don't need to be there. And they just they just making a mess. So I'll leave it at that. Wow, that was a good one. Yeah. Mm. Ooh. 
S-E-N, sloppy and dangerous. Mm. For sure. Woo. All right. Well, thank you, Papa Didi, for that one. That was some food mm-hmm. for thought. Yeah. All right. Well, let's, uh, oh, let me go to the phone lines, pick up a caller, and then we're going to continue on. So let's do that. Hello, 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 caller. Welcome to the Pajama Party Show. Hello, hello, hello. How's everybody doing this evening? Hello, my love. How are you? Doing good. Thank you. We're doing great. We just wanted to call in to give a special, special shout-out to our brother Ron. The brother had a double, double, double retirement and birthday. So, brother, we just want to say best wishes, happy birthday, and life has just started for you. Enjoy. And we wish you many, many more. Papa D in the house. Yay. <laughs> Thank you. Oh, that was so nice. Yay. All right. We're one of y'all. All right. All right. We appreciate that. All right. Thank you. Okay. All right. Appreciate it. Oh, that was so thoughtful. All right, appreciate you guys. All right, we're going to uh, keep it moving. Can we lighten it up now, Kettle? Yes, we can. Go right ahead. Okay, let's lighten it up. Ooh, let's lighten it up and go into the weird news. I think, am I, am I up first? Because I got a crazy one for you. Yes, I don't you know are. where these people come from, but... Okay, this one's out of uh, South Ranch, Southwest Ranches, Florida. Courtney Wilson and Janita Jones invited family and friends to their dream home and estate for their weekend wedding celebration. But the problem was they didn't own this estate. This is a 16,300-square-foot mansion that they didn't even have permission to use. <laughs> now, this was down in uh, Fort Lauderdale. This house had everything, a bowling alley, pool, waterfall, hot tub, tennis courts, gazebo, 800-foot bar, all of this. Now, Wilson claims that this was God's plan for them to get married at this place. But despite what the invitation inferred, the actual owner of the house, Nathan Finkel, never gave them permission to hold their wedding there. He was stunned when Wilson and people started showing up. Saturday morning to set up. He didn't know what was going on, so he called the police. <laughs> he called 911 and said, I have people trespassing on my property, and they keep harassing me and calling me. They keep saying that they're having a wedding here, and it's God's message. I don't know what's going on. I just wanted to stop. And they're sitting on my property at the front gate right now. So he's telling the police, look, y'all need to come and do something. Get these people out of here. So it turns out where Finkel got this property was that his deceased father was one of the early owners of an IHOP franchise. So he had plenty of money, I guess, that his father left to him. And now this particular mansion, he's been trying to sell this property for two years. It's listed at just over $5 million dollars. Now, the guy, Wilson, who was getting married, was one of the, well, was posing as one of the potential buyers. 
He had come through several times, toured the place and all of this. And finally he asked Finkel, can we have our wedding here? Finkel told him no. But that didn't stop them from sending out the invitations with all the details about how they met and their love story and how the wedding's going to be at their dream home and all this crap. Wow. <laughs> they went ahead and sent it out. So he got the cops there now, so you got all this going on, police trying to clear the place out. This is some crazy stuff. And I'm so sad to report that the couple that was trying to get married there were black. Yeah. I don't understand what was on him. If the man said no, if the man said no, you cannot use my home and my property, why would you go and get Mm. printed invitations and send all this stuff out and tell people to show up? So mm-hmm. that that's what they did. So I don't know what to say. That's just some craziness wow. right there. Poor Lord of death. I, I ain't never heard any stuff like that. They say that when it comes to Miami, a lot of stuff Ooh. comes up out of that water. <laughs> <laughs> Besides the alligators? <laughs> no, it's just, you know, it's just been said for years that <laughs> Miami is a mouthpiece of... So much stuff. I mean, you got wow. different religious religions and all that just coming up out in the water in robes mm-hmm. and just infiltrating Miami and just going throughout the world. Because there's so many different uh, little countries and towns and, you know, everything right off the, the, the coast of Miami, you know, you name it. Wow. All the Caribbean wow. places, all the everything. Well, I'm putting both of them on the kiss it list. Courtney Wilson and Shanita Jones. Yeah, I saw the picture of them. Yeah, they are they're black. It looks like they're kind of African or something. I don't it's know. Just, they have that kind of look of. Uh, I mean, but if the man said no, and if you didn't buy the place, common sense should have told you pick man. another spot. That's, that's the anyway. thing. They didn't have no common sense. <laughs> yeah, apparently. All right, moving on. What you got, Papa Diddy? Uh-huh. Oh, this is kind of weird. A woman, a woman mistakes nail glue for eye drops. Oh, my gosh. In the middle Lord of the no. night horror. And that stuff sticks. <laughs> now, this is a pretty damn. <laughs> a Detroit area woman accidentally glued her eyelid shut with fingernail glue. She missed up for eye drops in the middle of the night. Her name is uh, Chicago Williams. Chicago Williams. Woke up about 1 o'clock in the morning uh, one night last week with dry eyes, and her contact lens is still in. So she grabbed the wrong bottle, the wrong small bottle from her bag and squirted what she thought was eye drops into her eyes. I was like, oh, my goodness, she said. She told the ABC affiliate WXYZ TV in Detroit. Uh, It dropped in my eye, and, and I tried to wipe it away. But it sealed my eyes shut. So Williams flooded her eyes with cold water per health advice, and her, her husband called 911. Uh, she was taken to the hospital where doctors forced her eye back open to abstract her contact lens. Uh, they said that, that uh, actually, that actually the contact lens state that saved her vision. Mm. It, it became as a blockage for the uh, wow. oh, wow. shield. For the glue yeah. going down she on her eye. She told me wow. that she wow. said it. She lost her eyelash because she had. She looked women. She said that she lost her eyelashes because they had to put them. They had to put it 
they had to put on it and flip the top of the lid. Uh, some crazy shit, I don't know. Anyway, William said that wow. she would never use so nail glue again. she lost her eyelashes. Yeah, I mean, she wore about okay. her eyelash. Yeah, I guess her eyelashes burnt or whatever, you know, it, probably disintegrate her Probably eyelash, when they had to know. pull her eye back open, they had to pull her yeah. lashes out or something. Mm. That is crazy. Yeah, that nail glue is it's almost like, like cement glue. That stuff sticks. Mm. But doesn't it have a different drip to it as opposed to? No, it's very runny. No. So... I mean, I don't know if she had been drinking that night or she just didn't turn on a light or what. Because, you know, a lot of times they say don't don't take medicine in the dark because you may be taking the wrong thing. So if you didn't cut the light on, no, nothing. Well, you, can do, well, you can do some other things in the dark. I mean, come on, Bob. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> okay. All right. Um, let me get to this last weird news. Um. We, I'm sorry, were you finished, Papa? Yeah, yeah, I'm good. Okay, all right. Um, a turtle survived the flying through a windshield on I-95 near Daytona, hitting a woman in the head. A turtle crashed through the windshield of a vehicle on I-95 near Port Oregon. I'm sorry, Port Orange uh, on Wednesday, hitting a woman in the head and sending her to the hospital. Um, a 71-year-old woman, a passenger in the vehicle, suffered a hard, uh, I'm sorry, half-inch to an inch cut above one of her eyes, but did not lose consciousness. Port Orange Police spokesman said um, she was taken to Halifax Health Medical Center in Daytona Beach for treatment. Uh, Fleming confirmed that the turtle was alive with only scratches on his shell. And the firefighters what? released it into the woods near the uh, scene of the incident. It's crazy, a dispatch supervisor said, confirming the incident was reported at 10.45 a.m. Equally shocked was the woman's daughter, who asked another motorist who stopped to help if he could see what was in her front seat. The names of the woman and her injured mother were, were uh, not identified. Um, there was a turtle in there. A man can be... Heard the hand 911 recording. A turtle, the victim's daughter explained, an actual turtle. That's crazy. The turtle broke through the window and hit the woman in the head. Who but where did the turtle, the turtle come from? I, I don't question. understand. How did, how did a turtle come through the woman's windshield? That's a good question. Because with that type of impact, because I did see the, you know, the picture of the video, that type of impact, somebody had to throw that turtle. That turtle didn't just drop out of somewhere. <laughs> That's crazy. I'm like, okay, a flying turtle. Woo! There is some shenanigans going on. A but turtle, turtle shells are hard, though, so it might have shattered yeah, the glass, but, but somebody had but to throw that, that, that turtle. But turtles fly, and they move slow. So for a turtle uh, to yeah. have that level of impact to come through your car windshield and bust right. you in the head, somebody yep. must have, like, put that turtle in a slingshot or something. Yeah, somebody playing some, some, some wicked game or something, but that's crazy, yep. Wow. <sighs> crazy, crazy. Okie dokie. Okie dokie. And that, 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 that is why it's the weird news. 
Okay. We're gonna Well, we're gonna take a quick break and think about that one. And we're coming back with I'm just saying with moi on the other side of the break. I am Kettle from the original Pajama Party. If you haven't heard Pajama Party Show, you've missed out. We've got hot topics, hidden and quitted headlines, what's popping with Papa Didi, our weird news. I'm just saying with red wine, living for the city with Papa Didi, my Hollywood wrap-up, of course, the cocktail of the week, and uh, the world-famous cookie list. And, of course, you can't forget the last word. We serve it up each week on the Pajama Party Show, and nobody does it like us. You can call us each week live on Friday night at 9 p.m. Eastern, 914-803-8306, or listen live at www.avajamaparty.com. You can also follow us on Twitter at avajamaparty. Welcome back to the Jump Party Money Host Papa Didi. I'm here with Kettle. Hello. And Red One. Bonsoir, darling. Okay, we're going to turn over to Red Wine for a segment of uh, I'm Just Saying. Take it away, Red Wine. Thank you, Papa Didi. Tonight, I'm just saying, how deep do you have to cut us? That's my question for tonight. How deep do you have to cut us? And just when I thought the level of disrespect and ridiculous behavior for some of these so-called Ivy League educated folks could not get any worse or any lower, they go and do some stuff like what I read about today. Now, let me ask this question. Do y'all remember the horrible incident in Philadelphia when an actual bomb was dropped on black people that were part of MOVE? M-O-V-E, MOVE, on May 13, 1985. This was a group of freedom fighters, and the jerk-off mayor at that time, Wilson Good Sr., gave the okay for this bomb to be dropped on these black folks. That included women, men, and children with no regard for their lives because he didn't agree with what they stood for. But not only did they have no regard for their lives, they had no regard for the people who lived in the surrounding area of this house where they dropped this bomb. Now, the fire department was also under the direction of the mayor, Good, at that time. The fire department stood there and let it burn. Once the bomb hit the house and there was a major explosion and a fire These people were burned alive, and then the fire starts to spread, and the fire department was there, and they stood there and watched it burn. There was at least 60 houses that were surrounding where they dropped this bomb that were destroyed. Now, this happened right here, right here in America, the alleged home of the free and the perpetrated land of the brave. So now I find out that the University of Pennsylvania, Princeton University, have been using the remains of some of the children that were killed in the MOVE bombing for some of their Ivy League anthropology courses. I'm just saying, how deep do you have to cut us? 
You use us for target practice while we're living, and now you disrespect us once we're dead? What is wrong with you people? I mean, really, what is wrong? Is it something genetically out of sync or something? Are you missing a, a, a human gene that causes people to have sympathy or, or something? I mean, something is wrong. This anthropologist named Janet Mong, who has been using these children's bones for instructional videos for a class that she teaches called Real Bones Adventures in Forensic Anthropology. Now, they refer to this as a case study, but these are people who were killed in 85, and their relatives are still living. How disrespectful and rude is this? I just have never seen this kind of stuff. I'm just this thing just blew me. It really did. And that's why I'm saying, how deep do you have to cut us? And like I said, she's calling this a case study. But nobody even thought to ask any of the living descendants from the move bombing if they could have permission to use these bones these classes. That's because they don't have any respect for us. They felt like, hey, we got the bones. We just going to go ahead and do what we want to do. And it turns out the reason they have the bones is because when the bombing happened, they couldn't even like easily identify who was who based on what was left, the human remains from the bombing. So between uh, Princeton and University of Pennsylvania, their departments were responsible for using the bones to try to identify who the dead were. Now, this uh, anthropology department ended up with these bones because one of their professors was part of that identification process. And instead of him reaching out to the family, to give them back the bones or at least ask them, do you want the bones or remains? Because that's all there was left from that kind of fire. He never even asked. Their whole, I guess, explanation was that nobody from the family reached out and asked. Well, I mean, when you've been killed in a way like that, is it really going to cross your mind to say, well, is there anything left? We want that. I don't think the family was even thinking like that after something that horrific. So these universities, Princeton and University of Pennsylvania, has had these bones since 1985. So the anthropology department decided, okay, well, the bones are here. We're just going to use them for this particular class, for this video instructional thing, Real Bones Adventures. First of all, their death was not a damn adventure. It was a murder. You, not you, but Philadelphia murdered these people. So now you want to call it adventure in bones? What kind of shiggity is that? Some some people are now calling for an apology and reparations from both of the universities. But the Princeton chair of anthropology department says nobody came to claim the remains, so she feels like no wrong was done. I'd like I'd like to go slap this biatch myself. You feel like no wrong was done? Yeah, she's because, I don't know what she is. She's the chair of the department. 
Well, Janet Monk is the um, is an anthropologist. I don't know if she's the chair of the department, but I, I'm just trying to understand what level of insensitivity must people have to do things like this. I'm just disgusted. I'm so disgusted by the entire situation. I'm disgusted by what they did in 1985. I'm disgusted that Princeton and the University of Pennsylvania feels like they have carte blanche to use these children's bones. These are the bones of like they average about, they think it's about a 14-year-old girl. So this is one of the children that was killed in that bombing. And y'all are using this bone, these bones. It's a femur bone. You're using this for some kind of video course so people can go, oh, ooh, ah. I've never seen anything like this. That I'm, I, this is Ray Wan, and I'm just saying, how deep do you have to cut us before you realize that we all bleed the same damn blood? It's no difference. I don't understand. What's it going to take? How deep do you have to cut us? Mm. I'm done. Wow. Okay. I'm done. I'm going to give you the mic, Papa Didi. Okay. Papa Didi, living for the city. All right. Let me... me, uh, I know you, you know me, about moves. Let me pick up where you left off. Go for it. Um, not even pick up where you left off. Let me really elaborate on the story a little deeper. That fire happened two blocks from where I lived, where I grew up in, wow. in West Philly. That happened on 61st and Pine. And I lived two blocks down from there when it happened. It happened at 5 o'clock on the news. I was sitting. I just came out of the military. And I was sitting down having having dinner with my parents. I think it was May 10th or May 13th. What day was it? It was May 13th. May 13th. 5 o'clock in the p.m. We were two blocks down the street having dinner. Now, what happened was that, uh, first of all, the move organization started down on what's called Powton Avenue and what they call Powton Village, which is now owned by University of Penn Campus. Powton Village was... Um, was uh they tried to clean up them they were like on the corner like homeless people they were kind of squatting more or less and we had a racist ass mayor named frank rizzo so it all started with frank rizzo long before wilson good came and took over but after a while they kind of died down for a minute they took residence on a street called osage avenue 62nd and osage avenue I don't know if the address was uh, 6243 or something like that. Middle of the block on Osage Avenue. Behind Osage Avenue was Pine Street. So you had Osage Avenue and Pine Street. And um, anyway, they had a standoff with them. So they told the people in all the houses around them to get out of their house and just go stand stand down at the corner, more or less. And they're going to get these people out of the house. But lo and behold, nobody knew that a helicopter was going to fly over that house in the middle of Osage Avenue. If you get in Philly every now and then, go down to 62nd and Osage Avenue. It's right between Spruce and that's right between Pine and Larchwood. If you're on the west side of Philadelphia, all the streets are named after trees. You have Chestnut. After Market Street, you got Chestnut, Walnut, 
locust, cedar, spruce, pine, larchwood. So you know you're on the south side of West Philly. Anyway, now, 5 o'clock in the evening, I don't even think Wilson Good knew this was going down. These were white folks in a helicopter that dropped C5 on that house. And all the people that owned all them houses were just on the corner waiting to see what happened. All of a sudden, it blew up. Now, they claim that when the firemen went to put the fire out, they heard some gunshots. So the term in Philly at the time was, let the bunker burn. Now, they were assuming that just the bunker was going to burn because that what they blew up with the C5. But it didn't just burn the bunker. If you say to anybody in Philadelphia, let the bunker burn, they'll know what you're talking about, the move fire in 1985. End up burning 61 houses to the ground. It looked like horse stalls when they got done. Wow. People had just left out their house for five minutes. Could have been my parents' house two blocks down. They just left out the house for five minutes, left their wallets, left their, their left their everything, just grabbed their coat and just stood out on the corner to see what was going on with the standoff. After a while, it was a huge fire, but the interesting thing about it, happening in 1985, there's no video, there's no internet, there's none of that, so you never hear about this. But it burnt 61 people's houses, and it killed seven people of the Move family. And the mother of the Move children was a woman named Ramona Africa. And those were Ramona Africa's children that got killed. Mm-hmm. A few of them was her children. And like you said, when they got done with all the, the, the findings and cleaning up, like I said, it turned into horse stalls, basically, because all you seen was frames. All these houses was burned to the ground. Matter of fact, one of my coworkers lived in one of the houses on Pine Street, and she got burnt out, and we had that conversation a few years back. She told me she's from West Philly, and she lived down the street on that particular block. I said, was you affected by the move fire? She said, yeah, we lost our house. So if you talk to anybody in West Philly about the move fire, big deal. But it was no cameras, no Internet, so nobody knows. But it destroyed a lot of people. But the moral of the story is that those white folks didn't give a damn about their row home. Or those row homes. They flew over with a helicopter. It happened at 5 o'clock like it was a... But needless to say, Wilson Good's career was destroyed. He was a black mayor that came on after Wilson Good with his racist ass. Wilson Good came along, did some great things, but all of a sudden when the move fire happened, Wilson Good became a straight donkey and he was out. Then his son became a councilman and all, and it just got all messed up. Then the people that they chose to build a building, the, the houses back, he was crooked. It was just a mess, 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 mess. So what Red Wine was saying concerning the bones and everything, that came after the fact. But for me to be two blocks down when that happened, it's so ironic that Red Wine picked a story that really depicts my life. And that I didn't even know she even was going to do this story. But this story was always in my mind and my memory because I lived it. I lived it. I heard the, I heard the bomb when it went off sitting down to dinner table with my mother and father, just coming out of the military in 1985. And that was That's so amazing. interesting. So interesting that you brought up that story that I lived, and it's, it's very interesting. West Philly, back in the day, West Philly. Mm. Anyway, that's my living for the city, and that was definitely a city story. I'll never forget them. God bless the move people. God bless the seven children and parents. There were seven people that died in that fire. All move people and and the people that dropped the bomb on them. I can't believe that they even done something stupid like that to drop a bomb on a row house. There was um, one of the Africa Junior was one of the people quoted in that article, mm-hmm. saying how outraged he was. 
Yeah, one of them got out. Yeah. He ran out and got got away. away. Got away, yeah. But it's so ironic you wrote that story, and I I just want people to look it up if you get an opportunity. You're only going to see it in print. You're not going to see no video. You may see pictures, but it won't be anything you can pull up on Google and see video and all that jazz because that didn't exist back then. All we had was newspapers and cameras. So. Mm. All right, Father Davey. That was some crazy stuff. I need a couple cocktails after that. I mean, just to get rid of a handful of people that you disagree with, Mm -hmm. you're going to drop a a military-type bomb? C-5 bomb on a row house. That's insane. Burned down 61 houses. That mayor had a a plug up his ass when that was done. Wilson Good. W. Wilson Good. Senior. Good, strong brother. I think he was a junior. But he he had egg in his face. Anyway. Senior. Um, he was a senior. Yeah, because his son was on the city council. Ooh, mercy. Years later. So, anyway, we're going to take a break. We'll go to the Hollywood wrap-up, or what do you want to do, uh, Kettle? You wanna... Yeah, let's take a break. Yeah, I done blew my head off the night for. <laughs> I got you. All right, we're going to take a quick break, and we're coming back with... Kettle's going to give us some good entertainment news and get us up to date on what's happening in the entertainment industry. We'll be back on the other side of the break. You're listening to the Pajama Party Late Night Adult Talk Show. We've added a new segment to the show called the Kiss It List. Every week, we put people on this list who have done dumb stuff or have been irritating or just gotten on ours or your nerves. So we call them out and put them on the Kiss It List, and we tell you why. If you have somebody you want to add to our Kiss It List, Hit us on Twitter at a pajama party and use hashtag KissIt, and we'll add them to the list. If you prefer to email your contenders, send them to info at apajamaparty.com. We'll call them out every Friday night at the end of the show, so get those names in. Now, let's get back to the Pajama Party crew and more of the show. But this DJ, would you mind turning it up a notch? Oh, how rude! Oh, you're on the KissIt list. All right, welcome back to Pajama Party. I'm your host, Papa Didi. I'm here with Kettle. Hello. And Red Wine. Bonsoir, darling. And they work for me. <laughs> anyway, um... <laughs> Hollywood. All right. Come on with it. Mm -mm. Hollywood. We got Kettle with the Hollywood wrap-up. Well, thank you. Thank you, Papa. And you work for me. Thank you. Um, Megan (laughs) the Stallion reveals why she's taking a break from social media. The um, body rapper announced Thursday she's taking a break from social media. Allowing herself to take charge, to take time to recharge, in order to prepare for what's next. So she's saying that her management team will take over her responses on social media and everything, and she's going to take a chill pill. Um, uh, if you guys don't know Megan Stallion, she's a Houston native. She won the coveted Best New Artist Award at the 2021 Grammys last month. And uh, a female rapper has not won it since Lauren Hill in 99. Wow. Okay. Yep. She took an award for the um, uh, song Savage with um, Beyonce. 
I was like, all right, now that was that was real cute. But you guys have to go on her social media, um, uh, the stallion. It's interesting. It's like a, a futuristic type um, thing. Thing, you know, she she want to be recharged. It's very interesting. Oh, really? I said, I have to say, she's very creative. She's very creative. So, all right, Megan and Stallion, do your okay. thing. Um, Jeff, Jeff Bezos joins Drake um, and NBA stars and others in an $80 million backing of um, overtime sports media brand. Um, Jay, Jeff Bezos is among the investors taking part in an $80 million funding round in overtime. This is a sports media brand with plans to launch a new basketball league for elite high school players. Um, these high school players will be between 16 and 18 and they will be able to make um, six figures. So um, wow. they're investing in, yeah, in this particular uh, thing. They go, all right, man. Um, Bezos, you know, he, he got his hand in a little bit of everything. Um, yeah. So, um, yeah, so uh, he has something called Bezos Expeditions as investments in at least 30 other entities listed um, on its website, including um, Air, Air, Airbnb, Uber, Twitter, Envoy, Pioneer, Square Labs, and more. So, Bezos, that's, that's why he's making the big bucks. But that's okay, interesting now. that uh, Drake, he, he's, he's got a hand in it also. I guess he's, uh, that's how these millionaires stay millionaires, I guess. So. Yeah, yeah, I guess so. Huh? Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, um, in other news, uh, DMX, his memorial service is this weekend, and it's going to be on um, YouTube and BET. It'll be broadcast uh, on those entities. Um, Saturday begin at four, and we'll live stream on the YouTube channel. Yep. So, and Sunday they're going to be held two uh, thirty, broadcast on BET. So both entities will carry it, but um, two different days. So YouTube on Saturday at four, and um, BET at two thirty on Sunday. So it's be interesting. Um, okay. And Oscars, they're coming up this Sunday. Uh, this is the 93rd Academy Awards. Um, 27 women received a total of 76 nominations, um, a record for a given year. Uh, two women, um, Emerald Fennell and Chloe Zay, were nominated for directing category the same year for at the first this first time. That was the first time for the women. What's up with that? <laughs> so, yeah. So, uh, best picture. They have some good nods. Um, some movies I haven't heard of, and some movies I have. Judas and the Black Messiah. Um, uh, I just heard about this one. Sound of Metal. It's about a deaf drummer. Um, they say it's a small film, but it's very interesting. Check out Sound of Metal. Um, that's up for Best Picture. Um, no Man Land. Uh, that's another one. Um, let me see. We got let's see, original song, Fight for You, and the um, Judas and Black Messiah. Um, and Speak Now from One Night in Miami. Okay. Um, Original screenplay, 
Judas and Black Messiah again. Interesting. Sound of Metal also. Um, that sounds pretty good. I think I'm going to check out the Academy Awards because that's going to be this Sunday, April the 25th at uh, 9 p.m. It's going to be on um, CBS. So um, that's my Hollywood wrap-up, short and sweet. So check out the Oscars this Sunday. All right. Thank you, Kevin. You're welcome. We are now up to date. But, yeah, check out that Megan Stallion uh, her uh, on her Instagram. Uh, very okay. creative. I had to give it to the I, I do want to yeah. see that movie, um, The Sound of Metal. That looks like it would be very interesting. It was. They were talking to a, he's a, um, what is his nationality? I forgot what the guy uh, where he came from, but um, he said he really, um, you know, worked hard and working on this film. Uh, he's yeah, from another I think country. He's, he's, yeah. I think he's Iranian. He's like, I'm not sure. Right. He came from another country, came here to be an actor, and um, he finally got some breaks, and uh, look at him now. So, yeah. Yeah, because um, I I read that he is not a drummer, but he studied with a a drum instructor or something for like Mm -hmm. hours and hours so he could learn how to play the drums enough to, you know, do that role. Mm -hmm. Right. That's that's very interesting, yeah. Somebody's not a musician and to um, want to get uh, endeavored into that particular role, yeah, so... If you want it bad enough, you know, you do what you have to do for it. So. There you go. Yeah. All right. Well, we're down to the kiss it list. So, uh, Papa Didi, can you tell the good folks about what exactly is the kiss it list? It's a list we combined with everybody that uh, <clears throat> showed their butt over the last week. And uh, we got a song for them. We got a old dedication for them. And uh, first first I want to put on the list is... Uh, uh, w. Wilson Good, the mayor in 1985 of Philly. Now that you brought that up, because I tell you what, them cops were sure running at the police department. He wasn't. Yeah, he had no power. So anyway, yeah, we saw off with Wilson Good. All right. Uh, I'm gonna add Derek Chauvin. Chauvin. Your boy. Yes. Put him on the kiss it list. Uh, let's see who else. Josh Howley who was the only person who voted no on that hate crime bill. Unbelievable. Uh, your boy, Papa Didi, Brett Favre. Oh, God. Put him on the kiss at least. Brett Favre, gunslinger, horrible-ass quarterback. How he got in the Hall of Fame, I'll never know. Mm. Uh, Jonathan Freitag, the racist cop in Alex, uh, in what was that? Fairfax, Virginia. Mm-hmm. Who got busted? Uh, let's see. Who else do you have, Kevin? Are you related to Amanda Freitag from the Food Network? I hope not. Because okay. I like her. Um, did you get the superintendent from um, the school we were talking about? What slaves? Oh yeah, Jefferson Elementary School. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, with their with their fake slave educational information. Yeah. Put them on. I'm going to do some historical shit. Get it right. Damn it. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, well, they just think they own us. We walk in the classroom and they just tell us what to do, you know. And it's just, it's just, I don't know. It's whew. like the Bron James need to build our own schools. Oh well. Also, we got Nicole Franklin. That's the hater that was driving up on the sidewalks trying to kill children because mm-hmm. she's so full of hate. Mm-hmm. And uh, Courtney Wilson and Shanita Jones. Those are the two people that thought they were going to crash on that man's mansion and have their wedding. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's something really wrong with them. Yeah, they're really yeah. true. <laughs> I ain't yeah. never heard any stuff like that. I tell you, they say a lot of people walk up from that water in Miami. Yeah, that's what you said. <laughs> oh, no. They come in from all over, man. I'm telling you, you name it, everything's out there. Bermuda, Haiti, you name it. This is they just walk on water right up on Miami. Anyway, uh, who else do we have out there? Uh, That's the only ones I had written down. I'm sure it's been some more. Yeah, I'm just thinking somebody just crossed my mind. Oh, the 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 police who were involved in I forgot the young brother's name that they uh, was killed in Minnesota. The twenty-year-old mm-hmm. brother that was killed in Minnesota. Oh yeah, the, the cop. That, Those cops. Yeah. They're on the kiss at everybody. List. It just it just has to stop. It's yeah. not. Uh, you know, you're getting so excited over people, and you talked about the lady that killed the people on the payment, and they got her with all these titles of sickness and everything, and the brother had a misdemeanor warrant. You know, a misdemeanor warrant, which means it wasn't nothing that couldn't be handled in. In a metropolitan courthouse, yeah. it wasn't even it, it wasn't even down the street at the it wasn't even down the street at the state house. It was at the metropolitan, yeah. the place you pay your damn tickets at. You know, you know, it's been so many so many things this just this week. I think I've seen at least maybe five or six different videos of ab- abusive police. Well, I just I, I, it's wearing me down. You know, I personally want to say that we need to call a spade a spade. We need to let our people know. Everybody needs to let other people know what what is what. If somebody says somebody has a misdemeanor warrant, misdemeanor is a misdemeanor, okay? That's what it is. But we, as as young black men, we, we just, we've been feared for so long that we think it's more major than it is. You know, it's tickets. It's, nowadays, you can have a warrant for not paying your taxes to the state. Mm. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's crazy. I mean, they can... You you can have a warrant on you for almost anything today as a, as a young person today. I mean, I, just, I I can't emphasize enough how young people really need to stay straight and narrow, because like unlike uh, you know me, a man of a certain age, if I messed up in my thirties, I had time to clean up in my forties or forties for the fifties. But nowadays, the way the world is today, man, you mess up at twenty seven years old, you're your done. your credit, you're in the system. Everything is bad. Credit's bad. You're locked in the system. You're fingerprinted. You're mugshot. Your DNA is taken. Yeah, you're done. And you're, you're locked in. And this, this is 23, 24 years old. And it just goes, follows you everywhere you go. And it's just, and now they check everything for life insurance, whatever you want to do, buy. People check. And, and Sean Hannity, let's not forget that jerk off with that oh, yeah. hair piece on. His hair is not that brown. His ass is old. <laughs> Also, I can't remember what city it was, but one of the latter videos I saw this week was a brother being punched in the face by cops. He got I don't know why he was being stopped. 
some kind of traffic stop. He is being held, both arms pulled behind his back. The cops are punching him in his face, like full on, like a boxer, punching him in the face, and they're telling him, just relax, just relax, stop resisting. And I'm looking at the video like, what? Is there something I'm not seeing? How the heck are you supposed to relax when your arms are being pinned behind you, you're being punched in your face, and his face was probably four inches from the ground. He's telling them he cannot breathe, and they're saying, yes, you can. I'm looking at it. Yeah, but this stuff goes stop, on. Stop resisting. This, I'm the, like, the sad what part is about going it on? Is that these white folks ain't watching the news because this stuff goes on while other stuff is going on in the news that's similar to what you're doing right now. Exactly. So obviously you're not watching. They don't watch the news. You why, would think why that would if you just the news? saw this they're not watching. happen, they're not why watching you the turn news? around and do the same dumb They're thing. not watching the news. Believe me, I, we can have the most traumatic thing happen with black people, and when I used to go to the job the next day, white folks wouldn't speak on it at all. There was no conversation about anything. All I'm saying is anything. that all of these abusive, racist, whatever your issue is, police, y'all need to look at the news. If you just no, saw it happen, no don't do this there, thing. You know what, I'm going to tell you, the one thing you got to understand, and I'll definitely keep it short, these people are looking at right-wing media. They're looking at Fox that is supporting what they do, that, you know, they listen to Fox Radio. If they should be listening to Sean Hannity, then that makes sense. Well, there's, they all there's not just Sean Hannity. There's a ton of people on podcasts that they just lock into when they get home. They just put the headphones on and uh. they, they listen to all kind of crap. But anyway, let's put it all like that. Let's just say yeah. it's, it's a mess out there, so be careful. All of y'all on the kids. And that cop that planted those drugs on all those people in, in Virginia. Fairfax, Virginia. Stay away from Fairfax. You're on the Kiss It List, too. All right. We have a special award for all of those people on this week's Kiss It List. And here it is. Kiss my entire ass. Kiss my Irish ass. You better kiss my Irish ass. This world kiss my ass. Kiss my ass. Hi, welcome back to John Party One, host Papa Didi. I'm here with Kettle. Hello. And Red Wine. Oh, bonsoir, darling. What a week. Yeah. Well, we're down to the last word. What's your last word, Papa Didi? Just be careful out there. You know, be careful. Make sure your stuff is right on your car, man, your lights and things like that. Anything that can possibly, you know, get you pulled over. You know, watch your tenant windows, you know. Don't go crazy with the tent. Yeah, that's true. You know, don't go crazy with the tent. I see people all the time. I look by, I look at the car. I can't I can't see them, and they can't see. Well, I guess they can see me, but I'm just trying to see the purpose of that. But then when people do it and they put it on a, uh, a Chrysler or one of these fast uh, Pontiacs, 
and and you're 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 getting in competition with these racist white cops because they don't want you to have more power than they do, more power in a car, darker windows than they got. Come on, man, you're looking to get your ass kicked. Anyway, I'm leaving. Okay. <laughs> well, my last word is my heart is heavy for a lot of this, for all of this stuff that I've been seeing. It's getting to the point that I just, I can't watch these videos anymore. I can't watch another black person be abused by the police. I realize that everybody's not innocent, but even if you're guilty, I don't think it warrants what I'm seeing. I just don't think that it warrants all that. You don't need to be yelled at, disrespected, cussed out, punched in the face. I saw one where this 66-year-old woman was on her way to a funeral. They snatched her out by her dreadlocks and punched her in the face. Why? She was driving 10 miles over the speed limit? I'm just saying, this stuff is just its too much out of hand. And we got to get some police reform in this country before they destroy this country. That's my last word. Hmm. Um, I was going to be quiet, but you guys have touched on some a few things. Um, first of all, what you said, Papa Didi, why should we have to change who we are? If we want tinted windows, why can't we have tinted windows like everybody else? Exactly. White, purple, Asian, doesn't matter. Why are you picking on us? Leave us the freak alone. That's what I say. Just, just, just leave us alone and let us be, be who we are. You know, I think whites have a misconception of who we really are. Um, you know, I, I guess we're all guilty, but I'm going to try to give you the benefit of the doubt. And also, I guess we have to ask, not really ask for respect, but we need to gain that respect back from um, the police officer or whoever else is, quote-unquote, quote supposed to be in charge. Um you know, I'm not saying we have to be submissive, but, you know, maybe we just have to be just a little either more polite or just try to understand what's going on. Maybe we have to approach things differently, like when the cop pulls us over. Um, you know, what's going on, officer? If they tell us to do a certain thing, just do it. Hopefully, you know, we'll still be alive, but I think we just have to, um, I'm not saying being submissive, but just listen to the commands that the officer is asking us to do. We're respecting them at this point. Then I think we have to, we'll end up gaining their respect once we, um, you know, listen to what they're saying. So, you know, let's see what's going to happen. Let's just, uh, and then once you get out there, I guess we got to hope and pray, you know. Got to keep ourselves covered before we go out there. So that does help. Prayer does help. Mom always there said that. <laughs> All right. All right. It seems like you're trying to get the respect of a damn grizzly bear, you know. Yeah, I I, I know what you're saying, but it's, uh, yeah. You just have to do something different. Can't keep doing the same thing because we don't get the same results. So it has to start somewhere. That's how I feel. I just stay away from where they are, you know. I don't, and I don't want to live where you live. I don't want to live in Virginia. I don't want to live in, you know, I. I, I, I please, you can have all that what you think is fancy shit. But they coming in our own space, though, Papa. They coming in our own space and bothering us. 
you know, so. You know. Yeah, well, they're bringing them down to the hood. That's the problem. They never experienced the hood. Because they were raised right. up in the suburbs. That's where they came at after World War Two. That's all they know. Right. Now they come to the hood, and it's different, you know. Right. But they trolled down there to get what they want before they became a oh, cop. Oh, sure. Get, you, get the yeah. drugs and get their little uh Get your freak on. The black, black one. Yeah, they black love. Yeah. Anyway. All right. On anyway. that note, we're going to check on out before we start a whole nother show. We just want to say thanks to everybody for joining us tonight. Thanks for listening. We appreciate you guys so much. Uh, tell a friend. Spread the news. And let's do it again next Friday night. We'll be here, so mm-hmm. join us. And uh, we're going to say good night. Say good night, Papa. Good night. Say good night, Cattle. Good night. Mm-hmm. And good night, Bonsoir. Till next Friday night. We're out. Peace and blessings. Initiating shutdown sequence. Is it all over, Rock? Right, yes, so. I bid you farewell, Arabatechi, Sayonara, and all that sort of cheers. Well, when you, I say when you gotta go, you gotta go. Well, good night. Yabiko. Sana. I regret to announce this is the end. I'm going now. Good night and good luck. Was it as good for you as it was for me? Now give me a kiss and say good night. Good night. Good night. Thank you. Goodbye now. Goodbye. Goodbye. Thank you. Goodbye. Thank you for attending our show and good night. Party cool, people will be you. No clothes allowed.